This is Reset. I'm Susie Ann, in for Sasha Ann Simons. Young voters have the power to be louder voices with every election, and one Chicago nonprofit is empowering them to do just that. Chicago Votes is a nonprofit organization looking at what motivates people, especially young voters, to be civically engaged. Candidates need every vote they can get, so learning what motivates the largest demographic of up-and-coming voters is essential. Katrina Fid is the communications director with Chicago Votes, and she joins us now in studio. Welcome to Reset, Katrina. Thanks for having me. And regardless of your age, we want to hear from you. If you voted in Chicago, how did it go? Did you vote early, by mail, in person? What was the number one issue that motivated you to vote? Give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. And while we wait for those calls to roll in, uh, Katrina, tell us, what is Chicago Votes? Thank you for asking. Chicago Votes is a nonprofit organization in the city of Chicago. We are nonpartisan and we are youth led. And we have a pretty simple mission it's just to break down barriers young people face to civic engagement um, and make sure that Chicago values young people in its decision making processes. And, and how did Chicago Votes get started? Chicago Votes got started about 10 years ago. Um, really just in response to the observation that young people in Chicago are incredibly political. Um, They're incredibly engaged and aware of the issues impacting them. Um, However, youth voter turnout doesn't necessarily reflect that. Young people don't historically vote at the same rates as older people. Um, So Chicago Votes came around with the intention of bridging that gap and identifying exactly what barriers are causing this and um, and then working to dismantle them. And, and why do you think it is important, especially at the young age, to, to get out and vote? It's incredibly important because we are the youngest voting bloc and the largest. So that means a couple of things. It means we're the ones who are going to have to deal with the consequences of the decisions for the longest amount of time. And we also have the most amount of power if we take advantage of it. So if young people turn out and vote, they could decide, we could decide the election. Um, However, we aren't seeing young people turn out at those rates as of yet. Um, But there's still plenty of time. So being optimistic. Well, candidates are out there trying to reach all demographics. Uh, Do you think that uh, they make many assumptions of what young voters want? What are they getting right? What are they getting wrong? Oh, yes. I think there are so many assumptions made. Um, One thing would be a lot of candidates don't expect young people to vote. They're not a reliable voting bloc. Mm -hmm. So a lot of candidates aren't reaching out or being intentional with their outreach to young people. So young people aren't maybe getting the same information or information that appeals to them. Um, Another thing is um, we have hosted a number of parade to the polls or and forums at high schools around the city this election cycle, um, bringing young people to go vote and also bringing candidates, specifically aldermanic and police district council candidates, into the high schools to to answer questions in front of students. And young people are asking incredibly, like, they're relevant questions. Yeah. Um, 
like what alternatives do you have to policing? Like what is your plan? Like that was a question asked to police district council candidates. And a number of candidates just simply can't answer. So I think they're missing their mark when it comes to young people, but there are a decent amount of candidates that are pretty exciting this election round too. So it's just a matter of finding them. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and we've uh, got a caller, Rick, in Chicago. Uh, hey, Rick, uh, why do you think voting is so important? I will tell you why I think it's important. It was only since 1920 that women have the right to vote. And African-Americans have had to fight uh, up into into the 60s uh, to have their voting rights protected. So for me, my motivation is that people were beaten, battered and bruised and even murdered for the right to vote. And how can I, who can just walk into the lobby of my building and vote, not do it? And I think that is the most motivating thing. And, you know, talking about young voters. I think it isn't so much that they know about issues, because issues come and go, but they have to know about the importance of voting, because for especially minority groups, voting may be the only power we have. Well, thank you for that, Rick. Uh, And you can give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. We want to hear if you voted today, how it went, and what issue was important to you and got you out to vote today. Uh, Katrina, um, you know, we, we were, Rick was just talking about um, uh, folks expressing their their opinions, their voice through voting. What do you think pushes young minority voters to cast their ballot? And, and do you think maybe the motivation is different from, let's say, young white voters? Yeah, I I think there's a different motivation for sure. Um, I think the past four years or like the past however many years that young people like this is a this is our coming of age. This, mm-hmm. These are our our formative years and they have been chaotic to say the least. We've had the pandemic. We had the yeah. murder of George Floyd and the racial racial kind of reckoning somewhat mm-hmm. Um We've had an administration that hasn't necessarily um, valued young people um, and has intentionally done things to har- like that, that have harmed young people. Um, so I think there is a different motivation. I think when, I'm, when we're talking to young people in these schools, they're voting because um, gun violence mm-hmm. is insane. In the community and the answers that we've been given aren't sufficient and they aren't working and um and like that caller was saying it is the power we have it's one of the tools we have um young people are also organizing in movement spaces i mean one of the ordinances that is on top of mind for a lot of candidates and young people is treatment not trauma that's an ordinance that's being pushed by young people. Yeah. So young people are are in these spaces um, for sure. And I think uh, people who, who live in parts of the city, I mean, the experience you have in the city is so dependent on where you live in the city. Yeah, and and sure. people who live on the north side, primarily white people, they have a completely they have a different experience. The, the bus comes a little bit more. The train comes a little bit more. They're not being stopped and frisked. 
So that that plays into your motivation for voting for sure. Yeah. What do you think candidates could do to better reach and motivate young people to vote? Sit down with young people and listen to them. Um, I mean, Good Kids Mad City had a forum uh, like last week, and I think that was a great space where where young people are heard and young people get to do the talking. Um, I think... I think candidates need to do a lot more intentional outreach with young people, and it can't look like like these Hulu ads that are attack ads. It has to look like something else because that, that doesn't motivate young people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they have to create spaces where young people feel comfortable coming into, spaces with art and music and people who look like them. Um, yeah, all of that. Wow. Well, uh, talk about some of the tools you use to encourage civic engagement in, in young people. Yeah, so we go directly to where the young people are. Um, They're online. They're in the digital space. So we're very active in the digital space. Um, We go into the high schools. We even go into middle schools, start them young. Um, We we go into the jail. Um, We go into the prison. We we are at festivals, always engaging young people. Um, And one of the things we do is we do our parade to the polls. So every election cycle, we partner with high schools around the city and parade eligible seniors to go vote. Um, So they are going to vote in real time, and it's fun. Um, And we're there to make sure that they're not casting provisional ballots, to make sure that their ballot is actually cast. There's music, there's DJs, there's signs. It's fun. Um, We do that. We create a voter guide every election cycle. Um, so we created a voter guide this time, um, focused on like love theme. Will you be my poll mate? Very <laughs> cute. It's on chicagovotes.com slash vote center. And that guide has been printed and distributed. It was distributed in Cook County jail. Um, it's been distributed thousands of guides, um, through community partners. And today we have organizers on the trains, handing out guides, talking to people, trying to get them to go vote. Um, we hosted an entire weekend of like fashion and art this past weekend to get people like people love fashion and art. They love Mm -hmm. to, they're going to come to that space for that. And while we get them in the room, we're going to talk to them about elections. We're going to give them a voter guide. Um, so we've been doing a lot of things like that. Yeah. I mean, talk more about meeting young voters where they are. I mean, many candidates have turned to social media to help, uh, them reach out to young people. Um, but you know, is being online enough? I mean, how important do you think it is for candidates to have uh, a social media literacy, social media know-how to reach young people? I think it's important, but I think what's more important is young voters understanding exactly the roles and responsibilities of the offices on the ballot and exactly how that position impacts their daily life and how the issues in their daily life can be addressed by said offices and officials. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's more important. Because until until that's like a part of our, our culture that young people can, like I can go up to any young person and be like, what does an alderman do? Like there, there isn't that, um, that, that, that capital that's so necessary. Mm-hmm. That's so necessary. But yeah, I mean, candidates... I think candidates need to be on Twitter. I mean, I'm learning a lot on, about these candidates based on their Twitters and things like that. Um, but more so, I think I think we need a better general public awareness and understanding of the responsibilities of these people 
and how it impacts us in our day-to-day lives. Yeah. What tools do you offer young voters to to get to know um, about those offices? Yeah. So our voter guide, for one, we explain things and we break it down in normal language. Um, Well, with graphics even, just so we can really hammer the point down. Um, We have a program called... I can't really swear on the radio, can I? We'll... uh... We'll just say what it starts with. <laughs> okay, S talks, okay, and there you go. <laughs> um, they are our podcasts and pre-recorded conversations with elected officials in the space, organizers, young people coming down talking about specific issues. So previously, we had um, Alderwoman Rosanna Rodriguez on there, um, and in that episode, it was really it was really great because she was speaking to exactly her role as an alderwoman, mm-hmm. and exactly the issues and the things she does. So as a viewer, watching that, seeing other young people in that space, um, you're learning. So putting out content, we're always trying to put out content that's engaging, fun, joyful, and um, educational in terms of civics. Yeah. And and you mentioned um, going into the jails and prisons. Um, Talk a little bit about that program and, and, you know, being sure to get that information out to, to folks who are incarcerated. Yeah. So since 2017, Chicago Votes has had a program in Cook County Jail called Cook County Jail Votes. Um, And that's because people in jail, for the most part, are pretrial. They're innocent until proven guilty. So they have the right to vote. Um, However, access is a different thing. So before we were coming in, um, it was up to an individual in custody to register to vote on their own, request their absentee Mm -hmm. ballot on their own, fill it out and mail it out on their own. That doesn't work in an institution like a jail. So Chicago Votes comes in. We go um, every month. We register people to vote inside the jail, having conversations with them, reminding them when the next election is. Um, and then in 2019, we also turned we passed legislation turning Cook County Jail into an official polling location. So now every election, early voting takes place in the jail. Um, the Chicago Board of Elections and Cook County Board of Elections go in with polling machines. People can do same day voter registration. Um, so that's happening. And then we distribute our voter guide to people in the jail so they have access to nonpartisan information. And then we partnered with the University of Chicago's IOP program, Institute of Politics, to do civics talks ahead of the election as well, just to really talk about, um, like, there are nine people running, here's some information, um, make sure they know their voting rights and things. Um, And then also we do work in the prisons. So people in prison are unable to vote because they're currently serving a Mm -hmm. conviction. Um, However, in 2019, we also passed legislation requiring peer-taught civics classes. So now everybody leaving Illinois prisons is receiving peer-taught civics classes one year prior to release, um, learning about their restored voting rights upon release, um, the civics process, voting, the voting process, structure of government, things like that. And we actively go into the the prison as well because we are currently advocating for um, a bill that would restore voting rights to people in Illinois prisons. Wow. Yeah. So it sounds like um, your group has worked on uh, a number of uh, pieces of legislation. What other pieces of election reform legislation is um, Chicago Votes working to pass? Oh, let's see. Um, so voting in prison is our, our huge one right now. So in the past 10, since our inception, we have helped to pass um, same-day voter registration, grace period voter registration, automatic voter registration, mm-hmm. voting in jails. Um, 
and I think there's about seven. Um, so now we're really focused on voting in prison because people in prison are the last remaining group of citizens in Illinois who are uneligible to vote. Um, so that's an issue we're working on. I mean, young people are constantly coming to us like, have you thought about lowering the voting age or lowering the voter registration age? So these are things that we're thinking about. Um, I mean, we believe democracy works best when more pe- when everybody's included. So we would love to figure out like how to allow non-citizens yeah. to vote as well. Just so, yeah, there's like so many possibilities. This is Reset. I'm Susie on in for Sasha Ann Simons. We're talking with Katrina Fid from Chicago Votes about what motivates young people to cast their ballot. And we want to hear from you. If you voted in Chicago, how did it go? Did you vote early, by mail, or in person? And what was the number one issue that motivated you to vote? Give us a call now at 866-915-WBEZ. That's 866-915-WBEZ. Um, Katrina, what, what do you see as the top issue uh, or issues motivating young people to vote in in this uh, current election? Public safety, number one. Um, Public safety because I think young people, but not in the sense of police, Mm -hmm. like young people want the mental health facilities reopened. That's public safety. Young people... um, want alternatives to the police. They want mental health responders. They want a way a way to figure out how to stop gang violence without just like locking people up and then having people come back and can't get jobs. Like that's not what young people want. But young people are tired of feeling unsafe, for sure. So number one. Yeah. Well, uh, somewhat related to that, I mean, this is this year is uh, the first time Chicagoans can vote for members of police district councils. Remind us what members voted onto those councils do. Yes. So there are 22 police districts and each district elects three people to the police district councils. And these council members are responsible for holding monthly public meetings for community members to come and share their experiences with police. They're responsible for keeping an eye on the police and implementing restorative justice practices. They are responsible for recommending someone to be appointed to like a different like council that has a lot of power over the police superintendent. Um, and basically they're, they're an ear for community members to go to and kind of a, a, a middle point um, in terms of police relations with the community. And basically, I mean, this, this is a new one on the ballot. Um, and whether you're young or old, it, it can be a little uh, maybe confusing or a little extra research. What have you been telling um, voters about, you know, make, making sure they know what to expect, um, especially looking at that on their ballot? Yeah. Well, right away, I let them know that it's a, a very exciting candidate pool because we have a number of really young people running as well. Um, it's also a a on the spectrum we have we have ab- police and prison abolitionists running, and then we also have people who are endorsed by the FOP or family members of police um, police members running. So there's a wide range of candidates. I would say that the Chicago Reader has an excellent voter guide on the police district candidates. Um, also the Tribe. 
So if you go to the tribe.com and you type in your address, it will tell you who's running in the aldermanic race in your ward and the police district council um, police ward as well. Um, and it gives a bio and things of the candidate. So it's all the information in one spot. Um, and you can take your phone or your voter guide into the polling place, into the voting booth with you. So that's that's kind of my spiel. And um, Katrina, have, have you voted yet today? I voted early, actually. Oh, okay. Sure. Great. And and what was the experience for you voting early? I voted um, with a bunch of high schoolers from Michelle Clark High School. Um, and it was it was pretty easy. It was early voting, so there wasn't much of a line. Um, and I'm already registered to vote, so it was a, an easier process. Um, but it was exciting. Like, I think this time around, I was excited about some of the candidates, and that, that changes your voting experience. So came out with my little sticker, and I was all happy. Well, I mean, you talked about um, the issues that motivated uh, that have been motivating young people. What about you specifically? What's the big issue motivating you to vote in this election? I want, I want to live in a Chicago with a mayor that, with a mayor that listens and values the people and is committed to trying some new things. Um, what's motivating me is Chicago is a beautiful and excellent city, and it could be so much, so much more if if we had some different policies and different people in office. And I think that there are some really exciting candidates running. So. So I was very happy to cast my vote. That's Katrina Fid, who is the communications director for the nonprofit Chicago Votes. Thanks for joining us, Katrina. Thank you for having me again.